Sometimes in life, you find yourself on the right side of the line. I find it strange that we as men are so comfortable with the fact that we have nipples. Are you in a prison rec room? That's why I call my baby Maxwell House. If you drink blood every day, can you donate more often? Live from Texas, this is the Dryline Farmer Podcast. that it's brent and landon and this is the dryline farmer podcast yes ma'am it is ashton this is the dryline farmer podcast coming to you live and we're just about weekly again now aren't we landon almost yeah we're getting we had that long drawn out wheat harvest i didn't think we'd ever get it in did you Man, it almost took it almost took five days <laughs> for the entire co-op. It took us. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even. I didn't get in a truck. I didn't get in a grain cart. I didn't get in a combine, and I wasn't asked, <laughs> and I didn't offer because <laughs> none of it was mine. So I, I uh, overtime. Yeah, it's it's a it's a dry old year. It's uh yeah. We had a circle and a half, and I think. I landed. I think they caught half of it for seed for this coming fall. Oh, so I, I think I think more than half. I yeah. agree. Yeah, it's uh kind of kind of depressing when you uh have that kind of harvest and hey, at least it's eleven dollars a bushel. Of course what Hereford Grain's basis is like what, negative three dollars or something? <laughs> yeah, I wish. You wish? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, it's not three dollars. Three three cents. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's what I kind of figured. Well, guys, we're not talking farming just like we never talk about farming, but this week we're going to go into our little own, uh, at least my own little vice of uh, entertainment. And I've, I've always been, I've always been vocal about it, being a number one Seinfeld fan. And um, today we are going to count down the top five, and if we get to it, the bottom five Seinfeld episodes, uh, at least in my opinion and Landon's opinion. Um, I don't know if they're necessary. Yeah, they have to be the best because we're going to be the authority on this podcast. So, Landon's got his. I've got mine. And um, we might even throw in the critics now. Um, let's just go ahead and get into it. And while we get into it, we're going to have a nice little intro. So, take it away, Jerry. What kind of instrument do you think this is? Is it a zoosophone? Not Kenny G. No. Or you think it's just a a synthesizer? It's a keyboard? (laughs) Yeah, I think that's just... It's not Kenny G, it's Kenny Keyboard. (laughs) (laughs) How is this? Because there's no way you're making this noise with your mouths. (laughs) Uh, That's the wrong show. Okay. All right, Landon. We got now. We got everybody in the mood here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let you start. What do you got? What do you got at number five? Number five for me is the pledge drive. The ple- okay, so that's a good one. Now, now walk us through the pledge drive. That's the the chemical bank. Jerry has a 
girlfriend that's doing this pledge drive on PBS. Uh huh. She gives him a thank you note and he throws it away, and then she gets upset because he kept a thank you note or a car, a birthday card from his grandma. And oh. so Kramer finds a check in the in the card from like I don't know ten years ago. Oh so yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that's the that's the pledge drive. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I didn't think that. Was, I thought that was a different one. And then, like, her check bounces and she goes, uh. Yeah. And then she has to remember, she calls him. She's in the alley. And oh, oh, yeah, up. yeah. And Uncle Leo's like, like, she's on a very fixed income. Yeah. <laughs> that guy comes up and looks like he's fixing to, like, kill her. And she's like, it's gone. Oh, yeah. It's burned. Yeah. So, what you want to do? Is <laughs> yeah. <here>. Daryl. <laughs> so, this is season six. Episode, what is this, Landon? Season six, episode three, I think, is what it said. Oh, could be. Yeah. Uh, let me go back here. Season six, episode three, the pledge drive. I did landed that. I gotta admit that one didn't even come to mind. Um, but yeah, that is a very good one. And that's um, is that where George drives around the baseball player and somebody flips him off yeah. at the uh, yeah, gas Danny, pump. Yeah, He's he, with Danny Tartable, and he's chasing. Jen, he's like, Danny Tartable. Is that Danny Tartable? Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to get his autograph. Yeah, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> he's oh, got. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to shake his hand. <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> yeah, that is. Um, see, yeah, that that was a pretty good one, Landon. I, I that one kind of slipped my mind. That's not a, probably a real well known one as far as the favorites category goes. Mm-hmm. But um, okay, so number five. And like I said, I'm such a big fan that it's hard to choose just my favorites. And um, I actually, my old favorite got kicked out from one I just saw the other day um, that just never struck me. And it's just such a, I don't know if it's groundbreaking. It's just a funny freaking episode. So, okay, so number five. And I've, I actually got a tie here. And um, I'm glad I've got the internet in front of me so I can have stuff that reminds me because I've got such a bad memory. But at, at a tie for number five, we've got the library and the ticket um you could really go on any of these episodes just based on kramer and he can make the episode but first of all everybody knows agent bookman and uh, the library cop and um, this is i don't know is this a very famous one landon i know bookman is a uh, pretty well known it, it, it was it was pretty close to making my list yeah yeah, yeah Book, bookman died in real life last week so uh-huh and he, he was in a lot of uh let's see that was what season three Let's see here. The library. This is season three, episode five. The Larry. The library contacts Jerry about an overdue book dating back to 1971. According yeah. to Kramer, <laughs> with a fine of five cents a day for 20 years, it would come to $50,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Landon, do you remember what book he checked out? Oh, crap. No, and I saw that one not long ago. Um, it's the Tropic. Oh, okay. Yeah, Tropic I, of Capricorn. There you go. Yeah. So he thought it was Tropic of Cancer, and then it was Tropic of Capricorn, and he gave it to uh, this girl. Uh, what was her name? Um, Isn't that the Can't Stand You episode? Uh-huh. Can't Stand You. Can't Stand You. <laughs> they gave me a wedgie. <laughs> uh, God, Matty, can you imagine if that happened today? They would, good Lord. <laughs> Oh, I know. oh, that would be so awesome. Oh, yeah. Look, let's see. Did you didn't see your underwear in gym class? <laughs> so I wear boxers. Oh, yeah. What grand? Uh, I'm not sure. Well, let's take a look. Ah, ah, ah. 
Yeah, that's a dang good episode. That's so that's a good one. Yeah. And so the ticket. Now this is a this is kind of I don't know if it's a side story, but they named it after this story, so maybe it's the main story. But um, so Newman is a all through the series he's known as a scoff law, and there's actually actually an episode where he's it's called the scoff law. And um, he's evaded all these different parking tickets. But in this episode, I guess he gets caught for speeding. Oh, yeah, that, that's where um, Kramer, sell, they trade a helmet and a radar detector. Yeah, a radar gun. Yeah, uh-huh. a radar detector. A radar yeah. detector. And uh, Newman knows or uh, thinks he's screwing Kramer over because the radar detector is worth a lot more than the helmet. And, of course, the, the radar detector that Kramer trades him doesn't work. Yeah. So, yeah, as soon as Newman leaves the apartment, Jerry's like, does that thing even work? And Kramer's like, no. Nah. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, so Newman gets stopped, and then that's the episode with Crazy Joe, Crazy Joe Devola, and he kicks Kramer in the side of the head while he's wearing the helmet. And, of course, he gets a concussion, and he shows up in Jerry's apartment with one leg in his pants and then the hat, one side of his sha- uh, face shaved, and he was saying, yo, yo, ma. And um, but anyway, the, the the great scene and Kramer when the Kramer and Newman are in the same scene together, it's always great. But it's great when they go to the where they're in court and uh, Kramer's got his. I mean, uh, Newman's got his. Of course, he's real fat and he's got those suspenders. He looks like a southern, you know, a southern <laughs> lawyer from like um, my Your cousin guy. Vinny, you know. <laughs> and of course, he's sweating. He's got his he's got his handkerchief. He's wiping his brow and everything and then he just starts in on Kramer and then he starts badgering him like he's trying to get a confession out of him or something and he's actually the witness for Newman anyway so uh, I, I loved I was watching comments or reading comments about it on YouTube the other day it's like well they could they they sure did risk uh, lots of fines and jail time to get out of a $75 ticket so right. like all that perjury and everything so anyway that was just a uh, let's see I think was that the same uh is that the same season the ticket is that in here I guess I should have looked it up a little earlier but um why don't we just do Seinfeld the ticket okay season 4 episode 4 so yeah that's still <laughs> early on in the uh in the in the series so okay Landon we've gotten through number 5 number 4 for me it's the candy bar lineup oh that's the uh the, Seinfeld, the, the dealership. Yeah, that's when Putty's the car dealer, and he's uh-huh. like, high five on the flip side. <laughs> <laughs> and George George gets hosed in the vending machine, and the, mm-hmm. the fat guy gets his candy bar, so he does a candy bar light up. Yeah. Uh-huh. And to do it. I this spent... lady's in there with a mouthful of candy. Uh-huh. She's like, hey, free candy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a, uh, what does he call it? He's like, they're all Twix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the dealership. Now that's a that's a season niner right there. Yeah, yeah that's so much, yeah. that's a good one. And um, so anyway, so they break up, and then le- and then um, Jerry comes back and tries to talk him back into a relationship, like he's talking him into buying a car. Yep. Said, yep. And Putty, no more than Arby's once a month, and you go to his <laughs> softball games and don't read a book. <laughs> I can live with that. <laughs> uh, it's like, all right, you're back together. It's like, all right, that undercoating fee. That's that's a jip, and it? it's like we don't even know what it is. <laughs> oh yeah, we don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. What does he say? Uh, so you're not a grease monkey anymore? And he's like, yeah, we don't like that term. <laughs> yeah, I don't care for that term. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know any monkey that can put together a transmission. <laughs> <laughs> all right Brian, what's your number okay four? so number four we've got the junior mint 
Now, this was another great episode, I thought, in my mind. And this came in at, uh, let's see, Junior Mint is episode four, uh, ep- season four, episode 20. Now, in this episode, Elaine decides to visit her former boyfriend who is in the hospital for a serious operation. Kramer and Jerry have an accident with the Junior Mint. So, obviously, I nerded out. Of course, I've got every DVD. I've got the entire Seinfeld set. And it's got all the behind-the-scenes and stories on every episode. And so, the actual, for the for the scene where they drop the Junior Mint into the person, it's actually not a Junior Mint. It's something a whole lot bigger so they could get it on camera. But, um... <laughs> The it's way like a goblet of steak. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was like a um, what are the uh, what would you do a Klon- not a Klondike bar, but um, something real <laughs> big, you know. Anyway, that that the camera could really pick up. So um, we could, could we could give go ahead and give a little background on this. Uh, it's the 60th episode of the uh, of Seinfeld. It's the 20th episode of the fourth season. Aired on March 18th, 1993. In this episode, Jerry cannot remember the name of the woman he is dating and learns that it rhymes with a me- part of the female anatomy. <laughs> Mulva? <laughs> Loliola? <laughs> Crest? <laughs> Crest? Hest? <laughs> Bovary? <laughs> oh! Oh! <laughs> well, he gets so high pitched at the end. It's just, oh man, whenever he gets really it's, excited. It's funny when he sees her again in a later episode. Hello, Dolores. <laughs> nice Hi, to see you, Dolores. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jerry's line concerning Roy. All right, let's let me finish my coffee. <laughs> then we can go watch slice this fat bastard up. <laughs> <laughs> that line was improvised by Seinfeld. A York peppermint patty was used for filming the scene in the operating theater as a junior mint was too small for the camera. So the episode was mentioned on the Family Guy episode E, Peterbus Unum. The scene with the junior mint falling into the patient is shown on episode 5 of The Orville, which is also a Seth MacFarlane show. So, um, yeah, that was a, that had laughs from uh, beginning to end in that episode. Lots, lots of fun there, so I like that one. That was, uh, what did I say, season... That was a uh, 20th episode of the fourth season. Okay, Landon, we've got the junior mint. We've got the dealership. Number three. Uh, number three for me is the race. The race. Okay, this is where, okay, Landon, you you uh, break it down. It's the one where uh, he's dating the girl named Lois. Uh-huh. You really so like to say my name, it, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so anyway, um she works for his old classmate, uh-huh. and they they had a they had a race to see who was the fastest, and Jerry got off to a head start uh-huh. and won the race. But he became a legend with everybody in the school. Uh-huh. And a legend <laughs> became to grow about that. my speed. Yeah. <laughs> and so the old boss is gonna fire Lois unless Jerry gives him a rematch. Uh huh. So he does, and before the race, Kramer's starting his car. And it uh it backfires, mm-hmm. <laughs> so Jerry gets a head start again. <laughs> uh-huh. And everybody thinks it's the gunshot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What is he? What, what's the coach's name? Yes, Mister Babalakwa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Babalakwa. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Jerry's excited to be dating a woman named Lois, the same name as Lois Lane. That's right. Yeah. And probably the best part is after he wins the race, Elaine's running up to like give him uh-huh. a <laughs> like completely just knocks her out. Of the Shoves lane. her. Shoves her out of the way. That's right. And then, um, so uh, 
Elaine starts dating a self-described communist, Ned Isaacoff. And, um, of course, this, this is an episode with uh, Kramer and uh, um, what's the uh, little guy's name? Um, oh, that's another oh, good episode. Mickey. Mickey, Mickey. yeah. And yeah. Uh, he, um, they work as Santa and an elf at a, at a shopping mall. And then Mickey, this guy tries to talk Mickey or Kramer into communism, and Mickey just goes ballistic on him and says, you take that commie crap out to the street. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Danny Woodburn as Mickey Abbott. Michael Sorich as Fidel Castro. I guess, when is Castro in there? Well, what's the one where they see uh, Saddam Hussein? Do bundle up. It's oh, very cold out tonight. I just watched that episode. <laughs> that I think that's the uh, dinner party, maybe, yeah, where they go. Uh huh. Saddam Hussein parks them yeah. in. <laughs> hey George, can you feel this? Can you feel it? It's Gore-Tex. Yeah, it's uh, that's another good one. Yeah, I just watched that the other day. So I, I don't think we can go to a party and <laughs> and slam a big jug of Pepsi on the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pepsi and uh, ding dongs or ho hos or whatever the other deal was. And then they don't even well, they get all pissed off and tired in the heater and si Kramer's car doesn't work. Sorry, I had to take my Corona there. Okay, Landon got the race in at number three. At my number three, the Merv Griffin Show. That's my number two. I love this episode. It was, of course, again, Kramer makes the episode. Of course, he starts the yeah. uh, he starts the episode by uh, walking. They're walking by a dumpster, and um, he uh, spots. I don't know why stuff from a famous talk show is in a dumpster in new york city but for yeah, some no, reason that, from like 20 years before from, yeah or, or more or more yeah yeah so man sanitation in new york sucks well i mean you talk about being behind schedule i mean i knew the rats were bad but god almighty so the merv griffin show is the 162nd yeah 162nd episode of the sitcom seinfeld it was oh, it was the sixth episode of the ninth and final season. It aired on November 6, 1997. In this episode, Kramer finds the original set for the Merv Griffin show and uses it to revive the show in his apartment. Elaine contends with a new co-worker who stealthily saddles her, and Jerry drugs his girlfriend so that he can play with her collection of toys. Yeah, toys yeah. Yes. So uh, there's just so many good... And uh, this is also an episode with Newman... And um, so uh, in George's storyline, he is dating a girl, and the first part of the episode, he runs over some pigeons with his car, and so she stops having sex with him. George is baffled that pigeons no longer move out of the way when he approaches. We had a deal! <laughs> anyway, so they uh, she gets pissed off about that, but then later on in the episode, they're going on a date again, and he sees pigeons in the road, and to swerve and to avoid hitting the pigeons, he runs right into a squirrel. <laughs> He's like, well, we have no deal with them. So anyway, <laughs> she wants him to take him to a, take it to a vet. And he's like, well, we can, we can work on the squirrel or we can put it to sleep. And how much would that cost? Well, it's by the pound, so about 80 cents. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, well. And then she gives him a dirty look. It's like, well, we want you to do everything you can. <laughs> it's like, well, it would, nothing. <laughs> it would be tedious, difficult, and require really tiny instruments. <laughs> so in that storyline, he uh, anyway, the, he's like, is, how's the squirrel? Is it dead? 
no, the the tiny instruments came in just in time. <laughs> it's like you can go visit him. You have thirty minutes. <laughs> and it's like, oh, we just want to be sure and ask you what time you'll be taking Squirrel home. Home? Yeah, he needs he needs to be taken care of. He's a squirrel. He has no home. <laughs> just be sure to give him fluid and his medicine three times a day and keep his tail elevated. <laughs> <laughs> So in Jerry's Jerry's storyline, he's dating this girl, and she's got this real famous uh, collection of vintage toys. And, of course, uh, Jerry throughout the series is always really, he's got a big fascination with Superman and, uh, you know, old nostalgic toys. Anyway, so every time they go on a date, he gives her a lot of wine. And then the one episode, (laughs) yeah, uh, George is walking down the street with an 18-pound turkey and a box of wine. Yeah. It's like what a what a coincidence. We were just sitting, sitting down to eat. <laughs> George and Elaine are using the Easy Bake Oven. Yeah, <laughs> right. isn't that batter like thirty years old? Yeah, <laughs> that's still good. That's still good. He just eats it. And then in Elaine's um, storyline, she is at the office, and there's this weird guy, and he anytime she's talking to Peterman or whatever and getting credit for something, he sidles up next to her, and she can't hear him. And next thing she knows, he's getting the credit alongside her. Anyway, so uh, in the episode, she tries to put on wrestling shoes and sidles up next to him. But when she does it to get credit for his deal, he she he's getting chewed out and she gets it too. So yep. Elaine gives him Tic Tacs so he can hear her walking around the, the office. So that annoys Peterman and says Elaine will be fired if he hears it again. So... Elaine suggests gum instead, but only gum he gets is from he can find is from the Mickey Mouse gumball machine, which they stopped making twenty years ago. But Jerry's girlfriend has, so they drug her and get the uh, gum. And of course, the uh, the spotlight of the show is when Jer- uh, Kramer puts the Merv Griffin show set inside his aut- his apartment, and he interviews Jerry, George, and Elaine. And uh, they of course they all think it's funny, and they get in on it and. The bloopers episode, the bloopers for this episode is really pretty classy because none of them keep it together. And then later on in the episode, uh, Newman acts as a um, as a sidekick, and um, they uh, try to do a Jerry Springer style deal and uh, call in Jerry's Jerry's girlfriend and uh, confronts Jerry about drugging her. Of course, they make it sound like they're he's drugging her and taking advantage of her. But she, they, they say toys instead of her body, and uh, of course the topper is at the end of the episode when uh, they bring in Jim Fowler and the actual nature guy, and I don't know how they get him in an apartment with no cameras, but he actually asks that question, and um, yeah. anyway, it's uh, it, it's quite an episode. It ends with the the hawk that Fowler has going after the squirrel that George tries to pawn <laughs> off on him. So yeah. It's uh, it, it, it's quite a mess, but no, that that's my uh, that's my number three. So I'm gonna go back over here and just make sure we're recording because I would be pretty sick if we weren't. Okay, all right, Landon, we're down to number two, and your number two is. It was the Merv Griffin show, but okay. since I have to pick another one, I'm gonna go with um, crap. I just lost it. I had it. All right, here. This is your this is your uh, hold music. Damn. 
I'm gonna need a second here, Brent. Why don't you do your number two? Okay, at number two. Oh, let me. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna think of mine because I I had it and then I just lost it. Okay, all right. So coming in at number two is the chicken roaster episode. Now this was always a great episode for me because Jerry turns it basically tries to or he turns into Kramer, and um, he does a pretty good impression of him. Of course, this is in a later season. If I can type, I'll get bring it up here. The Chicken Roaster Seinfeld. There we go. So this is a uh, one of this is also one of my favorites. This is number two. This is season eight, episode eight. So this is the hundred and forty second episode of the sitcom Seinfeld, uh, airing on November fourteenth, nineteen ninety six. The episode story follows the mishaps which follow when Kenny Rogers Roasters opens a branch in the character's neighborhood. The restaurant's neon sign shines into Kramer's apartment, disturbing first him and then Jerry after they switch apartments. But Jerry opposes Kramer's efforts to shut the restaurant down since a college friend of his is the assistant manager at the branch. Meanwhile, Elaine is in danger of being fired from Jay Peterman after she misuses the company account for personal purchases. So, much of this episode's plot was inspired by a real-life confrontation between a Kenny Rogers Roasters branch and a neighboring law office and some scenes were filmed on location at a real Kenny Rogers Roasters branch. So, um, like I said, the uh, that's the whole synopsis of it. The thing I love about it the best is when Jerry goes into Kramer mode. And, um, of course, one of the best moves that Kramer makes is when he's in Jerry's off, uh, office, when Jerry's in apartment, he gets done talking to him, and he opens up the door, and that red light comes beaming through it, and it's like a bus bends Kramer over backwards and he <laughs> it's just the funniest move one of the funniest moves he does in the entire series is um when that light hits him and it's just like a freaking freight train running him over at the top half of his body so um he says that you know that Jerry's a heavy sleeper so he goes in there and Kramer's got a is it like a, a, a ventriloquist dummy and Mr. Marbles, and so Jerry starts thinking. <laughs> he starts hearing things, and then Mr. he, Marbles? <laughs> Mr. Marbles, no sleep, no sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what it's like in there all night long. Things are creaking and cracking, and that red light is burning my brain. A very part is when, like, like when Kramer's drinking the tomato, the tomato juice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was a milk. That looked like milk to me. <laughs> then he eats an onion. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's George. Yeah. No, because he says not that that was an apple. Oh, well, no. Now, there's an episode where George says he doesn't need his glasses, and he oh, bites okay. into an yeah, onion. That's, okay, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, yeah. don't, 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 don't. Um, he's pouring the tomato don't juice doubt me. in the in the cereal. In the cereal. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. And one of the best lines in that episode is, "Jerry, my rods and cones are all screwed up." <laughs> <laughs> And then in Lane's storyline, she is audited by Jay Peterman for a lot, lots of personal uh, purchases that she used on the Peterman account as she is now the CEO since Peterman took off. And um, she's got a uh, George in, uh, in a scene with her, and he buys this big Russian hat. Uh, and it's like seven <laughs> or $8,000. Yeah. 
And um, so she tries to justify it with all her purchases as business expenses. And, uh, well, so George goes on a date with a girl, and she can't stand him. So what he does when he can't, he goes on a date that he d- uh, doesn't know if he'll get a call back is he leaves something behind. So he leaves the hat behind, and then, of course, it disappears, never to be seen again. And um, so she gets screwed, and uh, she has to go to Burma. You might know it as Burma, but al- or you might know it as Myanmar, but it'll always be Burma to me. Anyway, so... Um, <laughs> The yeah, the, just the different storylines that go into the whole thing is, is is pretty good, and the the actually the closing credits they've got Kramer sitting out of uh, sitting at his window, sit, just sulking, going Kenny, Kenny, come back, Kenny, and of course Newman's in this thing in this episode as well, and him and Kramer have a scene where they're sitting on the couch together, and uh, Newman's just mowing down this uh, bucket of chicken, and then. Uh, Kramer, Kramer tries to go in for a bite, and he barks at him, and then he's like, stop yeah. it. <laughs> so um, while George is in, back in George's storyline, George thinks that Heather stole the hat, so he steals her clock. And um, thinks that she's wanting to, so she calls him back because she kind of got used to him and liked him and was going to make a swap for the clock. And she get, he tells her he's got a sandwich, and it starts ringing. And of course, that kind of blows it up. So, uh, one of the good lines that uh, between George and Jerry is like, she's kind of got that Marissa Tomei thing going on. It's like, yeah, too bad you got a little bit of that George Costanza thing going on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's a uh, yeah, it's got all kinds of good stuff. Now, did you uh, did you come to uh, your number I did. two? The one where uh, the guy's coming to run the marathon. Oh, uh huh. And he was in the he was in the Olympics, but he overslept. Yeah, he didn't miss his wake up or he missed his alarm clock. Jean Paul, Jean Paul. Yeah, Jean Paul. Yeah. <laughs> he he doesn't know the terms like bastard and son of a bitch. Oh, Kramer, yeah, that's right. Kramer, Kramer's hot tub goes out. So uh-huh. he's like, this son of a bitch is ice, ice cold. cold. <laughs> <laughs> and he calls. He calls that lady that had a baby out of wedlock. He calls her son the little bastard. The little, little bastard. Look at you. <laughs> Look at the little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so this one is the hot tub episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Jean-Paul, Jean-Paul. He is Trinidadian and toboggan. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he stays with Elaine until Jerry talks him out of it and um, gets him to stay with him. And first they go to the uh, hotel and get a wake-up call back in the wake-up call days and um he's jerry talks to the wake-up call guy and, and he gets afraid that he's scared him or pissed him off and they're not going to call him and wake him up so he takes him back to his house or his apartment and um kramer's hot tub blows all the breakers in the on the floor and so it stops he obviously loses electricity to the clocks and everything so the alarm doesn't go off and he's late again so jerry drives like a madman to uh, get him to the marathon in time yeah, and then at the marathon, he's winning the race, but Kramer's so cold that he's got coffee. Yeah. He thinks he's handing him a water. A so cold he water. <laughs> he dumps a hot coffee on his face. Yeah. No, he he chugs it. Right. Yeah. He just, you just hear him screaming. Yeah, you, know? you just hear him screaming off uh, off screen. Uh, right. Yeah, it's just a hell of it. It's a hell of an ending to an episode, but... Look at the little bastard. <laughs> so <laughs> afterwards, John Paul calls a baby in Elaine's building a bastard, and the baby turns out to actually be illegitimate. He follows suit with her superintendent, addressing him as a uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come yeah. on, you son of a bitch. I'm just being friendly. <laughs> <laughs> 
being thrown out of the building and eventually staying with Jerry Seinfeld, who gets him a hotel room. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much, we covered all that. Yeah, we've got pretty much co- uh, covered that word for word there. So, yeah. No, Landon, that's a, yeah. I think that's an under, that's an underappreciated episode. I like that. It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah, it's good. And that's the hot tub. So, okay, Landon, we are down to number one. And you have? I have the statue. The statue. That's a good one. And that's it's a that's an a, older one. Yeah, it's an older one, but every time I see it, it cracks me up. So that's the one where George or Jerry has this guy that's in college cleaning his apartment. Uh huh. His girlfriend or wife has like wrote a book that Elaine's editing, uh-huh. audit, editing or whatever. And anyway, um, Kramer gets this figurine right that that George broke when he was a kid. Uh huh. This little statue. And the cleaning guy steals it. And so, like, Elaine gets pissed off with the lady that wrote the book because uh-huh. she's accusing him of stealing it. And, I mean, my favorite part is at the end because the whole time Kramer's like, I don't like this. Yeah. I don't like this. And I say so, we get him. Yeah. So Kramer shows up at the end pretending to be a, try, a pretending cop. To be like a detective. Yeah. Detective, he's, yeah. He shoves him up against the wall and he's like, freeze, mother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just... Just make love to that wall, pervert. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got a trench coat or something. Yeah, he's right? got a trench coat and yeah. um, one yeah. of those detective hats. I forgot what kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a derby hat. Is it a derby hat? Anyway, yeah. I think so, but yeah. One, I mean, but like the most amazing part is like, is like Jerry's just amazed with this guy, his cleaning ability. Uh huh. He's like, how did you get behind the? He cleaned out each individual egg holder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got he got in he got in the space in between the fridge and the counter. How did he get in there? <laughs> Maybe he shrunk yeah, himself always, down. That like always cracks me up. Yeah, he cleaned the top of the soap dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's a uh, that's really one of the uh, first episodes. Uh, Kramer really uh, kind of comes out, and between that one and the episode where um, they let uh, the busboy's cat out of his apartment, and that's uh, a good one. That's another good one. So um, yeah. No, so that was the sixth episode of the second season. Um, yeah, so Jerry inherits some of his grandfather's old possessions, and one of these is the statue. So yeah, it's um, yeah he he thinks he makes it. Uh, Kramer thinks that outfit makes him look like Joe Friday of Dragnet. There you go. Yeah, so um, it's a it, it's a pretty good one. So yeah, uh, let's see. Yeah, Rava, Rava, she's the. Uh, the art, the author. So yeah, see second season, sixth episode. All right, and now for Landon, do you have any idea what I'm going to choose for number one? Uh, is it a two part episode? It is not a two part episode. It is not a. It's not the finale. It is oh. not the contest. It is not the virgin. Is it the? I'm going to guess the abstinence where it's, George. Where George gets real smart because he's not having sex. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Landon, I'm afraid you're not even close. This is the 74th episode of Seinfeld. It's the fifth season, 10th episode, and it is, it aired on December 9th, 1993. It is the Cigar Store Indian. That's a good one. That's a damn good one. <laughs> in, I almost put that one on mine. In this episode, Jerry has troubles with appearing racially insensitive 
in front of a Native American oh, woman damn. he is attracted to, while Elaine is bothered by a love-struck TV enthusiast who she met on the subway. And yeah. so um, the one scene, and I don't know what the trademark laws are, but I'm going to play it. So here we go. And the Kramer, his little scene makes the entire episode. So here we go. <laughs> and she broke up with the vitamin guy. Really? I'll put in a good word for you. Thanks. Hey, maybe I should get Elaine something. Why? Well, you know, I didn't drive her home. Plus, I give her a gift in front of Winona. How does that hurt me? Can't hurt you. <laughs> what about this thing? <laughs> the Indian? Yeah, you know, kind of a peace offering. <laughs> no. <laughs> the work is, is all done by hand. It takes years and years. All right, I'll take it. Smart choice. Wow, you bought the Indian? Oh, you guys have great taste. Jerry! Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Well, I felt bad about this afternoon, so I got you something. Hi, Winona. I don't need a reason to give gifts. It's my nature. I love to make people happy. Are you ready? Yeah. Ta-da! <laughs> it's a cigar store Indian. Read the card. That's very nice. Thank you very much. Read it out loud. I, I don't think so. The way he's just so unaware. <laughs> we had a little fight this afternoon. Let's bury the Read hatchet. Read it out loud. We smoke them peace pipe. It's late. I really should go. <laughs> 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 Where did this come mm -hmm. from? You want it? I can have this? Yeah, you want to log it uptown? It's yours. Oh, I'll log. <laughs> you wouldn't be hungry by any chance, yeah. would you? But he's, oh, this is so awesome. Oh. You like Chinese it's, food? Because I just, once went to a great sexual oh, restaurant in this neighborhood. I don't remember the exact you. address. <laughs> yeah. uh, excuse me, you must know where the Chinese restaurant is around here. Why Why must I must I know. Chinese restaurant is. I mean, aren't we all getting a little too sensitive? I mean, somebody asked me which way is Israel. I don't fly off the handle. <laughs> Where are we going to go eat? Oh, I thought we'd eat at the Gentle Harvest. Oh, I love that place, but it's usually so crowded. Can we get a table? Oh, don't worry. I made reservations. I arranged for the appropriate accommodations. Nick tickets, floor seats. How did you get the our store without an Indian? Oh. It's unseemly. I'll give you a box of Coronas for it. 
Forget it. Excuse me, are, are you uh, selling this Indian? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just uh, redecorating my office in huh? a southwestern motif, and this would be perfect. Give you $500 for it? Give you. Mr. Lippin, I'm sorry I was in Queens. <laughs> Kramer. Yeah, hi, Elaine. What are you doing in here with that? Uh, well, it's a business transaction. Listen, uh, petty cash just had 10s and 20s. Go ahead, count yeah. I'm sure it's all here. That Indian really could reach the room. Don't you think? Oh, that that Indian hoot that he does is just, I mean, oh, I'd forgotten all about it. And there's probably no telling how many times I've seen that episode. And I forgot that part. And, I mean, when he hits those notes, dude, I just come apart. <laughs> it's just so funny. And I'm sure they couldn't make that episode in a million years now because everybody has no. lost their sense of humor. No, it's kind of like the whole, the whole, the whole sitcom of All in the Family. <laughs> oh yeah, that's well, hell, most of Seinfeld probably. Yeah. True. Oh True. man. Well, Landon, I like that. I like it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. We're gonna get it's hard, it's hard to do this. This show is so good. It's just it. It's good from end to end, and um, yeah. So I guess we'll see. Wait and see if we get any copyright infringements. But hey, we'll we'll what burn that bridge when we come to it. What were a couple of episodes that were real close for you to uh, making it? Oh, I mean, the Soup Nazi was always a good one. I always liked yeah. the Soup Nazi. Um, you know, like the, the first season, that was pretty cool. There's only four episodes in the technical first season. But, right. um, of course, you know, the contest is a, I mean, it's a classic just because they got away with every type of nomenclature um, yeah. to get around to both their t- Whoa. I had the I had the Jimmy and the the, <laughs> yeah. face, the face painter. Uh huh. <laughs> Got to support the team. <laughs> Got to support the team. It's like you said you wouldn't paint your face. It's like as you can see, this is not my face. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go home and get ready for the game. I'll I'll come back. We'll make out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Vegetable lasagna. That one was pretty close. Yeah. Vegetable lasagna. That was um. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, guys, we're going to get out of here before we just keep going because we're going to run out of time. So, Landon, tell everybody real quick where they can find you. Uh, no twit, Landon, 44. That's right. You can find me at Trader Brent on Twitter. We're all over the Global Lag Network. Check out our friend Casey Seymour at the Moving Iron Podcast. And we're everywhere podcasts can be found. So, guys, until next time, y'all be cool. Y'all stay safe. Y'all have a good time. And... We'll ask you, what side of the line are you on? The Dryline Farmer Podcast, a member of the Global Ag Network. There's podcasts, and then there's this, the Dryline Farmer Podcast.